This is Kirk Winstein from Crowbar, and you're listening to Devil Horns. Devil Horns! Hey, welcome once again to Devil Horns. This is Corey, and I'm alongside my friend Nick. How are you tonight, good, sir? Good evening. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. We are uh, minus uh, Mike tonight. Uh, he is away and surely to be missed, but uh, we're going to have a good time, man, and uh, mm-hmm. really don't have anything up our sleeve this time around. Um, we do have a pile of feedback, and I know you guys have been sending in some uh, some direct messages on Facebook and some emails and different things, and uh, I do have those. I'm trying to keep track of everything, and uh, we're going to wait for Mike. Uh, to be back with us to address all of those because, uh, of course, we want us all to enjoy the uh, the feedback and to respond to it. So we're not ignoring you all. We really appreciate that. And uh, you can get in contact with us uh, through all the means that uh, we've outlined on our website, which is devilhorns.org. Um, but, uh, Nick, uh, a big thing going on here. Apparently, you know, uh, man, the uh, the last thing we released was the uh, Disfiguring the Goddess uh, interview with Cameron right, Argon. Right. And, uh, dude, that's, again, one of our biggest episodes. That's getting a lot of big numbers, and people are really into this. And I know you you yourself didn't really know much about disfiguring. You uh, <laughs> you know, you described it, I think, a couple episodes ago as, uh, as what, being being inside an engine, sort of being yes. pounded. Uh, so. <laughs> right, sticking your head inside of an engine. That's right. pretty much what it sounds like. And, I mean, it is one of the most brutal things I've ever fucking heard, and... I didn't realize that it was just one fucking dude yeah. that, that he was the whole band. And that's pretty cool. You know, it's like you think about it and it's like, I wish I could master doing one thing and he can play every <laughs> instrument in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. And I, I, I know a few people like that and they're, they're very rare that uh, pretty much anything that they put their hands on, they've just got that touch musically. And uh, mm-hmm. they have uh, just enough uh, technical ability, you know, they're, just things like that come easy to them. And uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of electronic wizardry going on, a lot of computer things. And, and plus, they're really good playing these instruments, and, and it all comes together so well. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I first heard, and I, I said it during the interview, you know, I felt so stupid. You know, getting in contact with with Cameron's press people and saying, "Hey, I'd like to interview this whole band," you know, because it, this is re- really cool music. And they're like, "No, man, this is just one guy." I'm like, "Oh my god," you know, I'm, I'm sort of sort of retarded here because I didn't even know that much about the band to, to uh, um, you know be able to talk about that uh, to the to the press people. So, um, yeah, I think you know, considering, you know, it's just. Uh, Oh, amazing, amazing. But a lot of people uh, are talking about that and uh, some big things going on. But, um, you know, what else has been going on, man? We're, uh, again, we don't have anything specific to talk about. No reviews, mm-hmm. no, uh, you know, nothing too crazy. But uh, there's a lot going on in the world of uh, metal. Uh, a lot of news. Um, I don't know, man. First of all, what do you, have you been listening to anything new? Has there been have anything? I been listening to anything new? Or anything Jesus. new to you? Nothing that's new that's come question. out. That's a good question. What happened? I, you know, I finally got around listening. This is barely metal, but whatever. Uh, the latest Alice in Chains, like two years oh, late. Oh, yes. I finally started listening to uh, The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. Yeah. And it, you know what, man? It's fucking great. Um, yeah. 
it, it's really different than their first comeback album, Black Gives Way to Blue, because that one is a little bit more, um, I, I almost want to say radio friendly, but I don't mean it like in a derogatory way. I think yeah. the songs on the new one are a lot less structured and um, just more like almost, I would say, atmospheric. Yeah, it's almost like um, uh, um, the previous album, you know, obviously the first album without Lane Staley. I think they were trying to prove themselves, you know, as mm-hmm. a band and, and maybe maybe trying to be a little bit more accessible. And, uh, you know, maybe just trying to trying to say to all the fans and maybe some new people who are coming in, you know, hey, we're still a great band and and we can write some great songs. And maybe they're playing it a little bit safe. But I saw with this new album, they were they were still within the whole Alice in Chains sort of way of doing things and the sound. But uh, I think they were they were exploring a few more things and really, I think, being more comfortable with this new uh, dynamic, you know, without Lane Staley. Um, and with this singer who, you know, pretty much, you know, if I, if I didn't know better, it, it could be Lane Staley, you know, again, I mean, he's, he's really great at, uh, at emulating him, uh, for a lot of the old catalog and, and then for some of the new stuff, you know, even down to the harmonies and, and the way he does things. And of course he was, uh, wasn't he like in the, um, what in a, an Alice in Chains cover band or something? And I'm sorry, I don't even know his name. Uh, he and that's was why. in Jerry's band. Yeah, I forget his name too. And we oh, both that's sound right. Like that's right. But he yeah. was in Jerry's um, band when Jerry would solo uh, do solo tours. He would uh, open for him, and then um, do do backup to Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he was already part of this dynamic, you know, and already comfortable working, you know, obviously with Jerry. And Jerry's a huge force course in Allison Chain. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so you'd liking the new stuff then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um and um I, I mean I'm not one of the people who had a problem with them going on without Lane. I, I didn't really care. So long as it was uh Jerry, it's still the heart of the band to me. Yeah. Um another thing I've been listening to that I only just recently discovered and this is one of those cases that like I know that there you know the um there's that meme picture of like the sad metal fan sitting on a bench. <laughs> yes. And I know one of them is like, uh, just learned about a band last week, found out that they broke, broke up like years ago. <laughs> and, uh, that's what, well, I mean, they didn't yeah. just break up like, all right, the band woods of Ypres, I think it's called or Ypres. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Y P R E S. Hmm. They're, uh, a Wikipedia calls them a blackened doom metal band. Um, I would oh. say that they're kind of a little, um, little bit of folky type of um, metal, and it's fun to listen to. And uh, I, I would compare them. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably get in trouble for comparing them to like Opeth or something like that. But that's kind of what they sound like. And I started listening to them on. Um, uh, well, actually, I got them through Pandora, and then I threw them on Spotify. And I'm like, man, this band's pretty cool. Let me look them up. Oh, the lead singer died in a car accident like three years ago. Now I feel like an asshole for not knowing about them sooner. <laughs> so they they uh, broke up like years ago uh, after the singer died. Yeah. So, but it's pretty cool, and I am enjoying them. I'm specifically listening to the album Woods Five, according to my Spotify, Ooh. and I think it's just brooding dark stuff, and I like that. Nice, nice. Yeah, haven't heard of them before, but. Uh... I'll bring them up now. So, especially Spotify, you know, that's become my favorite tool. 
And again, I you know we keep. I think we mentioned Spotify several times every show. Oh yeah, how much we love it. Um, uh-huh. And uh, but it is. I mean, it's it's so nice. It's on my phone, so I go places. I go to work out. I go here. I go there, and it's always Spotify. Mm-hmm. And um, even sitting here at my computer, you know, I, I bring it up just because. Oh yeah, it's so convenient, and uh, it has a great discovery tool. Uh, it seems that it's uh, it, it's really smart in uh, right. the picks for it, me. It, oh, sorry. I was going to say it's yeah. free now on phones. We mentioned it yes. last episode, yes. but it is still. Uh, I, I downloaded it, and um, I mean, I have an Android, and it's like, you know, they only allow you to do shuffle play when if you don't pay for it. Right. But even so, you're choosing all the fucking songs. It's not like Pandora where they're going to throw a bunch of shit at you and hope it sticks. And I, I think that that's a lot cooler, man. Yeah, and they don't do the, like, you know, you only have, like, two more skips left, you know, before. They do. They do actually. Oh, do they? Pay, oh. But they give you a lot of skips, oh, not cool, like cool. three or four. They give you. I think they give you six or eight. Oh, okay. So, all right. And I mean, I haven't used them all up yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's awesome, and that's that's where I'm finding most of my new stuff. And uh, pretty much every week, I'm listening to a lot of new bands and discovering a lot of bands. Not necessarily new bands. Probably you know bands that have been out there. Uh, for a while, but I've just been oblivious to. I've never heard of them, or you know, they're just uh, under the radar, which is the you know a great thing about Spotify and Pandora, a lot of other uh, services. But uh, something I've been really into, um, you know, I get um, I have a big like prog metal sort of background, prog rock. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, man, back probably. 10, 15 years ago, I was real, real into like King Crimson, Jethro Tull, uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Gentle Giant, um, you know, like old school Genesis and things like that. Like a lot of these prog bands and then they translate, you know, coming up through the 80s and 90s and even the 2000s, um, you know, weaving metal. We have a lot of really great prog metal bands. And, oh, yeah. Um, so, uh one that uh, I've discovered this week that is brilliant, absolutely brilliant on a lot of levels, is a band called Intronaut. It's kind of like yes. Astronaut, but it's Intronaut. They're um, on my Spotify. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It just came up in my Discover thing, and I brought them up, and they're, they're, they're heavy. But, uh, man, they got chops. Their, their uh, musical talent is amazing. I love that the bass player is using a fretless bass. And he uses it to its full potential, you know, doing everything that uh, I think a fretless bass was designed to do. You know, some great slides and different chords and, and uh, some beautiful things. And I'm primarily a bass player, so I'd pick that out right away. But uh, all around, a great band. And I, I just, uh, man, I couldn't be happier to be listening to them. But um, I don't know, other things. Um, a band that I rediscovered, I... I I uh, I brought them up a while ago, and then I sort of forgot about them until uh, you know Spotify sort of reminded me of them. Was uh, it's sort of a uh, a doom stoner band called Sleep? I've heard of them, but I yeah. don't uh, like. I wouldn't be able to pick them out of a. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you, know, uh, you know typical. I, I hate saying typical because they're they're actually a really great band, but uh, it's a very stoner band. You know, even down mm-hmm. to the point where one of their albums is called Dope Smoker. Um, <laughs> so you know that's what it is. But it's very cool. Um, you know, not something not something energetic, but uh, again, I, I I really love doom metal and and uh, you know whenever it's done right, um, it's very cool. So there's there's a couple actually sort of opposite ends of the metal spectrum there. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, 
you know, some cool stuff I've been listening to, and I recommend that to our listeners. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, good stuff. But um, You know, uh, if I could mention one more, too, that oh, I found yes, on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of um, Power Wolf lately. Power They're this uh, German power metal band that sing, like, a bunch of werewolf-themed uh, songs. Yes! Yeah, it's fucking wonderful. Okay, um, I just brought it up. We drink your blood, sanctified uh, with dynamite. Sanct- sanctified with dynamite. Dude, raise album- your fist, evangelist. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. The album Blood of the Saints is just, uh, oh, man. I think it kicks so much ass. I just followed them. So next time I work <laughs> out, dude, Power Wolf. Um, so what else? Uh, what else, Well, I guess. One, do you want to talk about some uh, metal news that's been going on lately? Yeah, I'll go first because we already talked about Alice in Chains. Um, they're actually gearing up to do a uh, a, a, a tour here this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, now's the time of year. And this is a great time of year. Um, you know, we're not seeing so many new releases. We're seeing a few, not so many huge releases here in January. But uh, we're hearing uh, tours and rumors of tours, a lot of them, you know, gearing up for the spring and summer, you know, the major tour seasons and uh, a lot of great things. And Alice in Chains is uh, gearing up for a, you know, a huge tour across America. And I'm so excited for this because I've never seen them. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm bummed I can never see Lane Staley, um, which would be, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, a hipster's. Uh, you know, sort of claim to fame, you know, well, I saw Alice in Chains back when they played Lollapalooza and, you know, Lane Staley, he was, he was halfway sober at that point, you know, and (laughs) so, you know, I can't say that, but I would like to say that I've seen Alice in Chains, you know, Jerry and the whole band, it it would be cool. And I just, I, I'm like you, I really appreciate their new music and I dig it. Mm -hmm. Um, I never got to see him with Lane either. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sad, but uh, they're gearing up for a huge, huge tour. And um, so they've, uh, they've posted a lot of, a lot of dates here, and I think the closest they're coming to me is Cleveland. And I'm looking here, Nick. I don't know. Atlantic City. Are you close to Atlantic City? Well, Atlantic City's not too bad for me. Um, but I, I did just see them last year, and I think if I'm going for oh, right. a concert this year, it might not be them. I guess we'll talk about who announced the tour that I want to go see next. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, what do you got? Ghost. Ghost oh, DC. I know. The big Somehow, you can't I saw tolerate. that. I saw that coming up in the in uh, one of my metal feeds here, and I'm like, I can almost guarantee a Nick's going to mention Ghost here at some point because they're doing oh, this tour. I, I love them. <laughs> I know <laughs> they are one of my uh, favorite bands of the 21st century, and wow. honestly, I haven't seen them live yet, and I really, really want to. They're going to be playing New York in May, I think. So I'm going to try and get to get, go out there and see them. Um, then, but that's uh, coming up in the spring, I guess. You said the Alice in Chains one is going to be like uh, winter. Uh, no, they're starting in the spring. I think. Uh, oh, what is it? April twenty fifth. Looks like their uh, their first date. They're doing. Uh, yeah, like a late uh, late April uh, sort of spring tour here. Looks like it may be going into the summer. So. Huh. And uh, I, I think that there was another band that just announced a tour that I totally wanted to maybe go see, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, there were there were several here. Let me see if I happen to note that down. I'm not sure. But, you know, the weird thing about Ghost, you have yet to sway me musically. You know, when I, if I would listen to a Ghost album, and I have. I've listened to actually a couple of them. Um, and musically, it's just like, eh, okay, whatever. You know, I, I'm, I'm just not... 
Not impressed. If, I don't know. I go if into the I next can't thing. convince you, I'm not going to be able to. I well, mean, it's up well, to you here's the here's like the weird thing. Well, here's the weird thing about it. I would go see Ghost live. I, I'm actually very curious. I would actually love to see them live, um, just to sort of experience that atmosphere, uh, mm-hmm. because I've seen a lot of live clips online and their look, and you know, I. You know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys, I'm skeptical because I'm like, yeah, they're sort of doing the Alice Cooper shtick, you know, the sort of shock, you know, kind of thing. And their music's okay to me. And I don't know, they sort of have, and again, it's curious, they have Dave Grohl, you know, that just produced their EP. And so I, I, I love Dave Grohl. So, I mean, there's got to be something to this that I'm missing. So maybe if I yeah, go see dude. them live, I don't know. See, there is something to it that you're missing, but I want, I wanted to save it for the, uh, for an, an episode where we we've talked about doing an episode on Ghost, yeah, um, where it will be Mike and Corey versus Nick on it, I guess. <laughs> but dude, there's a video online called um, it's they put it out. It's Ghost BC, the old one, Propaganda episode one, <laughs> and there are the, the, like the truth about the band is right in front of you when you watch this video and it's so wonderful it's just so wonderful because it kind of completes the whole theatrical thing that they're doing for me mm. I, and I don't want to talk about it until we get to that episode so I could drop it on you guys like dynamite oh, cool. I cool. just think it's wonderful and it'll probably make you guys hate the band even more <laughs> well, even though they're wonderful well, the thing is I want to like them and that's the thing. I really do, but there's just been nothing there for me. It's it's like it's sort of like a shell right now. I mean, I'm not there's like no meat. You know, it's like I'm I'm bursting through the shell of ghost and I'm like, "Okay, let's let's see what this is all about." And then I'm like, eh, there there's really nothing here that fills my tummy." You know, I I just don't I I don't get it. I don't. And It's okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think for me it's partly like what I like about like um, horror movies a lot of times. I really like like satanic um, horror movies from the 70s. I just yeah. enjoy that sort of thing. And I mean I feel like they channel that essence in a lot of ways yeah. in their music because it's 70s sounding music. I love – what's that um, one video that they have that's totally like they're set up on a 70s sort of soundstage. They're on some sort of – I don't know, talk show sort of stage with the whole curtain behind them. And it's a whole 70s motif. Oh, really? I haven't seen all oh, their videos. It's um, brilliant. It's, it's, it's actually the first one I saw and how I heard about Ghost for the first time was mm-hmm. this video popped online. I'm like, what's going on here? And it's totally brilliant. It's actually brilliant stylistically. Um, you know, again, I was underwhelmed by the, the whole musical aspect of it, but I was intrigued and actually very, very impressed by oh, it. Oh, okay. I think it's the video for Secular Haze, actually, it looks like. Uh, um, but honestly, it is. Um, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, oh man, I, see, like within their albums, I think that they do so many different things um, from song to song, where they can play um, heavier instrumental songs or have um, songs that sound like surf rock or uh, sort of like the monster rock of the sixties. Right, stuff. right, and do the, uh, the Rocky Erickson song. You know, that's really cool right. too. And but. I, I, I don't know. There's something there, and I don't know if it just something needs to click. You know, that happens with me in a lot of bands. You know, one one day I'm just, like, lukewarm about a band and sort of ignoring them and not real impressed. And, you know, one day there's just, like, something that happens. I hear a song. I read an interview. I see a video. Something there. It just, like, it's like a switch flips. And all of a sudden I've gone from lukewarm about this band to, like, hey, 
I finally get this. These guys are really cool, and I, I totally understand now what they've been doing all this time while I really haven't been giving a shit about this band at all. So I think that's sort of the journey that I'm on with Ghost, and it's actually very fascinating. And uh, I'm hoping you'll help me along the way here, Nick. And, uh, I hope so. We'll I hope so someday. Yeah. Um, but uh, if not, I can't. I can't drag you to it. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Just, you're either gonna you, like it or not, dude. Just nudge, you know, little gentle nudges, you know, here and there would be uh, be awesome. So uh, yeah, so they're touring. And that's uh, who? Do you know who's uh, gonna be touring alongside them? Are there? Uh, are uh, they the uh, headliners? Of- or they are. What the fuck is the other band? They're called. They got a stupid name. It's King Dude. <laughs> is the name of the band. And I read the nice. description of them, and it sounded fucking awesome. Hang on. Oh, what is it? Uh, the, I think it's like um, folk music from hell or something like that. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but it just sounded so fucking awesome. Um, I ha- I I don't know. I mean, I obviously I never fucking heard of King Dude before. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was, they had some sort of ridiculous description. So, well, that's cool. That's cool. Ghost is headlining at least. So that's, uh, uh, yeah, that says a lot. I think that like, they're one of the bands in metal that has suddenly just gained traction though, in terms of uh, their popularity and just momentum in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think that they appeal to a lot of people and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they end up doing, uh, like the tour ends May 15th. Maybe they'll end up on mayhem fest or something like wow. that this summer. Man. I would hope so. Wow, wow, that'd be amazing. And, uh, again, I would go see them, man. Even if you know they were doing uh, their own tour, you know, if it's coming around here, I haven't looked at their dates, but uh, like I said, I did know that they were touring. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'd uh, if they're within a reasonable distance and not too crazy pricey, I, you know, I'll give them a shot and just see them live because I think it would be a great experience. Right, uh, kind of like Guar, you know. It's sort of like Guar is is just sort of intense, you know, uh, beyond, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, good taste. And uh, but uh, you know, I'd like to see Guar at least once. Um, not because I'm a big fan of their music, you know. They have some, they have some good music, and I've I've heard a lot of it. But you know, I, I can't call myself a fan of Guar because they write great music and have great songs. You know, I think I like I like Guar because of their image and because a lot of what they represent the and yeah the theatrics and stuff like that. So I think Ghost uh, is sort of in that vein with me. Right, where it has it's, that type of uh, yeah curious appeal. Yeah, it's like I want to experience this and and see what it's all about. You know, I don't think um, you know the same as Guar. I don't think Ghost does justice to its name uh, just being heard. Um, you know, on a CD or a, uh, online or something, uh, I think you have to go and experience it and see them and witness them. And um, so, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I just hate to cast judgment until I can really do that and get there to see them. So, I'll give it a shot if it's uh, convenient <laughs> for me <laughs> to do so. But um, no, I'm, the, yeah, yeah I, I hope to see him too. So, I mean. Uh, well, what else is going on in the news? Well, talking about tours, uh, did you hear that Motley Crue has announced that uh, it is doing its final tour, the farewell tour, and I can't remember what it's called, um, uh, blah, 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 the, the final tour. Highly creative name. This is called The Final Tour. Um, so they're going around, I think, this year and into maybe 2015, I'm not sure. 
but uh, they said that they are calling it quits. Um, and of course, a lot of bands have done that. A lot of bands, uh, namely Kiss, Black Sabbath, blah, blah, blah. You know, the list can go on of uh, bands that have said, this is our final tour. And then all of a sudden they're doing 20 more tours after that. Um, but Molly Crew, not only are they saying this is our final tour and naming it the final tour, but they have signed legally a cessation of touring agreement. Um, reading right here off the article on uh, medical, um, yeah, medical, Medi metal injection, uh, .net. Um, each member of the band signed a cessation of touring agreement at the press conference, which becomes effective at the end of 2015, legally binding them to never tour again. The cessation agreement includes a clause that nobody can take the name of the band and tour with it without everyone else in it. Again, theatrics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a completely different brand of theatrics. Oh, and shouldn't this have happened a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the funny <laughs> things is that, like, all the quotes are from Vince Neil saying, we really want to be a band that goes out while we're on top. And it's like, dude, you should have done that in 1989 because that's when you were on top. Yeah. I don't know what you mean by on top. Yeah. Oh. Because man, I'm I'm looking at the press conference right now. They have a they have a photo, <laughs> a photo of the the whole thing they staged. And here is a fat Vince Neil, a um, you know a very confused Nikki Six, a um, you know a Tommy Lee that looks like he's seventy years old, and Mick Mars that looks like he's on death's doorstep, right now. I mean, poor guy. I mean, he's probably actually the most uh, rational and respectable member of uh, Motley Crue. But he's been plagued with uh, legitimate health issues for a long time. <laughs> but man, this is a band. <laughs> I don't know. I sort of want to see them, and I did. I, I did sort of comb through their their uh, tour uh, list here to see if they're coming near me because this is like this is another band that I grew up with. Is sort of you know bad boy band in the '80s, and you know even up to like Doctor Feelgood. You know they're still a pretty badass band up to then, and so. You know, to me, it's sort of like I'd like to say, yeah, I saw Motley Crue. And, you know, even though I saw them in, in 2014, you know, a good 25 years after they were any good at all, you know, at least I saw them. Uh, you know, the full band, as they originally were. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about Motley Crue? Because I don't think I've ever talked with you about, about um. them or... I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. I'm not hair metal is not for me whatsoever. Um, yeah. I was too young when it happened, I guess. Oh, oh. lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. But uh, I, I, uh, no, <laughs> I got nothing on that. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Again, I. I yeah, it's something. But that is cool. They signed that. So it's legally binding. And so it's not like, you know, Fat Vince Neil can go out and pick up a few more, you know, obscure people and say, hey, we're Motley Crue, you know, with Vince Neil and some, some other guys, you know. Right, so, but they did say that they are going to, um, <laughs> you know, um, play again as Motley Crue, just not touring. Like, you know, when MTV wants them to do it for the MTV Awards or whatever. Ah, they won't tour, but they but can they do said sort they, of gigs every yeah. once in a while if they want. Oh. Exactly. They will be re reuniting at some point. Do albums. They can still record albums. and, and Right. Uh, 
be on top forever. Wow. Wow. Well, we found some loopholes in this that I, I just totally glossed over. Wow. And they totally said that <laughs> in some other interview mm. or statement. Those so, bastards. whatever. Ah. At least they're being honest. At least they're well, being honest. <laughs> they are who they are. And so, if you love them, hey, that's awesome. More power to you. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else? Do you have anything? I mean, I, I have some news here that I could uh, uh, certainly well, talk yeah. about. Let's talk uh, about um, Joey Jordanson leaving oh, Slipknot. Oh, wow. Controversy there, huh? Right, man. Because, I mean, to me, um, but, well, all right. So Joey Jordanson is the drummer of Slipknot. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was announced that he was leaving the band. And then the drama began to unfold, as Joey Jordanson said. Um, I, I actually found out about it when you all did, that I was leaving Slipknot. So... <laughs> he was surprised by it, and um, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I not don't... according to the rest of the band, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. <sighs> I, it's total drama. So, um, have you heard any of the reasons why they kicked him out? Is it drugs or what? I don't know. They've been very vague, um, and the, you know, it's sort of been, I guess, partway classy in that point from Slip, you know, Slipknot's point of view, where uh, there really hasn't been anything. I don't know, nasty going back and forth. Um, but I think there is something there and they're hinting at something, but, uh, you know, they're, but I don't know. It's sort of like Slipknot's like, no, we're sort of, you know, it's just not working out with them anymore. And he just wasn't clicking with the band. And, you know, they've just been putting out all these very vague statements. Right. I mean, and, I know he's done a lot of side projects and wants to oh, do his yeah. own thing. And, uh, what's his band's name? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. I know he's been out there a lot of times, and um, he, he he does a lot. And I don't know if that's part of it, if Slipknot has this whole sort of Metallica mentality. Oh, Scar the Martyr is his new... I'm sorry. Oh, right, 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 right. But yeah. is, isn't it Scar the Martyr is his new band? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, and that band, actually, I remember hearing them on the radio a while ago, and they're actually pretty cool. Yeah, so. and he's a great drummer, too. Great talent there. And I'm Absolutely, sure you know he, he's brought so much to Slipknot, and uh, mm -hmm. just... To be honest, uh, I'm not the biggest Slipknot fan. Um, no, I haven't know. bought an album of theirs in like 10 years. I think it was Subliminal Versus was the last one I got, Volume 3. Wow. So that's what it's called. Whatever. But these guys, um, yeah. uh, you know, when it comes to Slipknot, I think that the two driving factors in the band are Corey Taylor, who's an incredible vocalist yeah. who could do the screaming, the singing, uh, and really makes it feel like it's sincere no matter what he's doing. And uh, the other half of what Slipknot really is is the the percussion section, right. let's say, right. uh, the 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 percussive sound overall, and a lot of that also is put together by Clown, who leads the percussion somehow. Uh, uh, when uh. I've seen them live, I know that Clown uh, Sean Crane, uh, you know, mainly hits a uh, garbage can with a baseball bat and occasionally provides yeah. backing vocals. So uh, they're saying that you know between. Um, the, the guitarists and um, uh, Clown, they're still going to be able to put together Slipknot music. Um, but I don't really quite buy that because I think the drumming is really where it's at. Exactly. And I think that the percussion that they have always follows the drums um, from what I've heard of them. At, yes. at least that's what the impression that I get from their music. And of course, you know that their guitars, like, I'm not saying that they're not fucking talented, but they're not exactly known for being great guitarists. I can't think of a guitar solo in their songs <laughs> that stands out pretty, you know, 
uh, you could you could put anybody in to play Slipknot guitars. Amen. No Slipknot. They Amen. Don't guitars, they don't guitars, and bass. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't care. Um, but no, you're exactly right. Slipknot banks on the vocals and the percussion. And, right. that's and it. I don't dislike Slipknot. I don't dislike them. I mean, there's plenty from Slipknot that I like, but yeah. uh, like I said, I mean, I haven't been into them enough to buy an album in like 10 years. But that's just me personally. I know that they've got a multitude of fans, oh, and yeah. it's not like Korn where we're sitting here and going, God, 10 years later, and what, what happened to Korn? I wouldn't, we wouldn't have an episode like that about Slipknot because they're still in, doing whatever it is the fuck that they do, you know? Yeah. And especially a band like Slipknot, I mean, if I could just briefly say my real opinion on them is like... Yeah. I heard about them back in the 90s. My friend got a cassette tape demo of Slipknot. And uh, I first heard them and I was like, wow, this is like if Soulfly was more accessible. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, that was uh, I thought that they were kind of cool. And I, I had um, I, I got into them quite early, obviously, not like super into them. But then when they hit, they hit like so hard and Slipknot was everywhere, you know, um, and that was cool. That was all right. I wasn't as into Slipknot as the rest of the world, but I found them to be, uh, you know, a band that was constantly evolving. That's why I really like Subliminal Verses is because, like, on that album, they show that they're not just the guys who are going to be screaming through every song forever. Yeah. They added a lot of melodic stuff and um, a lot of variety to their music um, that most metal bands, especially, like, real heavy ones, don't tend to add, you know? Yeah. Um, and I felt like uh, that branching out was really appealing to me. And, uh, you know, I still feel like a lot of the stuff on that album, though, was 90 percent well, 90 between Corey, Corey uh, Taylor and the, the drumming slash percussion. Yeah. Because, uh, like, really, the guitars, their riffs aren't that remarkable. It's just um, so sometimes they'll be um, impactful but not particularly memorable is how I would describe the, the guitar work. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. You could pretty much put anybody in on guitar and bass, pretty much, and, you know, the same thing would happen um, with that but dynamic. Replacing, yeah, but replacing either Joey Jordanson or Corey Taylor, yeah. like, that's going to be a tough fucking sell. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe somebody will slide right in. Maybe there's somebody right. out there who we're not really thinking of who could just sit right in there and do it. Yeah, and Corey Taylor totally gave that vibe. And he was just like, no, you know, Joey, he didn't. No, he he wasn't that big of a deal. You know, we can totally we can totally press on here. You right. know, no problem, no problem. And I don't know. I think that was more PR than anything. I think. Um, I don't know. They have to prove something here with their next album, man. Cause, yeah, they, uh, they, well. they're going to have to find a guy who can um, ride the uh, the drum set up into the air that spins around and turns yes. into a pentagram or whatever. Yes. Uh, well, uh, we'll see, man. We'll yeah. see if... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I really don't know on that one. I, I, I can't even name someone who's like, who could do that? You know, that type of style. Because, I mean, again, I said that they're like Soulfly. Originally, they were inspired by, like, Soulfly and... Um, Pantera and... Yeah. Yeah. I, it's such a specific sound and mix. Uh, mix of influences. Yeah. That resulted in his style that it, it's just so distinct, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there are a lot of drummers that... that um, don't have any style. They're just a fucking drummer. Right. But there are some drummers that you hear them play and you're like, yes, that's Vinnie Paul. Yes, that's obviously Lars. Yes, that's 
uh, Lars from Metallica, in case you missed that. <laughs> yes, that's Joey Jordanson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Tool is another one. Uh, yes. I forget his name. What's his name? Um, his name? Uh, shoot. Um, uh, Danny. Um, Danny Carey. Danny Carey, yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously, like, you hear that and you're like, or even when you hear bands that are inspired by Tool, like Isis or um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the other band that I thought of earlier today that fell out of my brain. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Tool's another one of those great uh, prog metal bands that oh, uh, I absolutely. mentioned earlier that uh, have uh, actually, they're, they've crossed a lot of boundaries and, and broken out of a lot of molds and are fantastic. But uh, that's Ever for another episode. Tool, oh, is, yes, tool is a whole nother thing. Um, but Slipknot, just yeah. let's tie this up here. I mean, what yeah. do you think about their future? Uh, I don't know. That I, I think Corey Taylor has to put the money, you know, he, he's, you know, he's just, he can't, you know, let his mouth write a check that his butt can't cash. So, you know, let's, let's see if he can do that. Because I, I think what he's saying, I think he's glossing a lot of drama over and a lot of problems within the band over by saying, ah, oh, yeah, it's no problem. We'll press ahead. We get another drummer. We're going to do another album. It's going to be awesome. I love what we're doing right now. It's so great. And we're jamming. And it sounds good. I, I don't know. I think that's a lot of talk. Um, so I'm going to be very skeptical about uh, anything that Slipknot. And, and again, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. Actually, I haven't listened to anything they've done. I, I downloaded their first album on Napster, I think. Um, <laughs> You know, back in the in, in the '90s, and uh, you know, I, I sort of viewed them. To me, they sounded sort of like Pantera Jr. You know, so, because they were they had the great vocals. You know, I love I love Corey's vocals, and you know, he has a great first name and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they have some heavy riffs, some heavy riffs, and, and everything. So I, I really dug them, but they weren't quite quite what Pantera was, but uh, that's why I dug them. And then I listened to them more and more, and I just, I don't know, I just sort of got out of them. So, I don't know, man. Um, to me, I, I just, I, I'm not sure that anything that they do now can impress me, you know, even if Joey was still in the band. But uh, I'm I'm really curious to hear uh, what the huge, very powerful, and very vocal Slipknot fan base is going to have to say about it once they do release some material and uh because they're out there and i hear from them a lot you know and a lot of people listening to the show i know are, are big slipknot fans and i you know i'm not bashing anybody that likes slipknot you know that's totally cool and if you dig it that's awesome i just i, I just they don't appeal to me and i'm not not into that um but uh maybe we should hear from some people who are big slipknot fans and what yeah, if you want to tell the, us what yeah. you think or who should replace Joey Jordanson, let us yes. know because I don't really know. Haven't there been some uh, audition videos sort of posted to Facebook and YouTube, like people sort of auditioning for the spot but not officially doing it? They're sort of just posting videos saying like, oh, here's my audition for Slipknot Drummer. And uh, I think I've seen a few of those and some some uh, some decent names, some some bigger names actually uh, going up well, for that. So, no, I haven't I seen it yet, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And uh, listeners, call me out on that. Am I wrong? Do I just have no idea what I'm talking about? Because, again, it's Slipknot, and I just have no idea. So contact us through the website devilhorns.org. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Slipknot. We should do a Slipknot sort of uh, 
retrospective here and uh, go through some albums and maybe for some episode if we have nothing better to do we'll uh, talk about what's good and what maybe isn't <laughs> yes when we get together to record in the next uh sometime this year yeah if, yeah. if we get time hey, run out of ideas we should mention know. we should mention i mean i am sorry that we haven't put out another episode sooner but we each have other podcasts that are taking precedent over this one just because we do those ones weekly and this one we do whenever we can so sorry about that guys right right but it's still a huge priority to us and it's uh it's just a lot of fun and uh just me personally you know the only really other podcast you know i sort of sort of let the electric chair sort of drop off because there's a lot of reasons for that and i'm not going to go into it right now but the other one I'm doing is uh, the Evil Episodes podcast, and uh, right. we sort of let that one go, too, because right now it's, we're in a sort of a weird state of, uh, of television horror. And um, so, I mean, it's happening, you know, in a lot of places. And I will just make the listeners aware right now, um, very randomly here while we're talking about it, is that uh, I am due for another child here in the next about month, month and a half. And uh, so... I'm going to do what I can, you know, this, uh, this is actually, I, I think one of the, uh, the easier podcasts for me to do and, uh, to participate in and to release to work on. So, um, Hey, I'm going to do what I can, but, uh, Nick, I'm hoping you and Mike might, uh, might pick up a show or two here while I'm, uh, caring for the new addition to my family here because, uh, right. uh yeah, it's going to be some work, but I'm going to do everything I can. Yeah. Yes, congratulations from all oh. of uh, your fans. Oh, thank you. Myself included. Thank you. Because, uh, yes, no, it's a, <laughs> a lot of work, a life-changing, uh, you know, I mean, granted, you already have a kid, but it will still change your life all over again because mm-hmm. you're uh, having a girl now. Yeah, yeah. So it's very terrifying to me, but, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um so that's uh, my excuse before the fact uh, as to why why episodes might not get released as often. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so what else is going on, man? You had that ghost tour. We talked about some other things. Um, and, uh, of course, Alice in Chains, Motley Crue. Uh, man, did you watch the Grammys? Did you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, Grammys are not something I can do. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh do I know anything about the Grammys? Daft Punk won. <laughs> okay, you wow. tell me your Grammy story. Well, actually, I didn't watch it either, and I wasn't even aware it was going on until I think the next day when I saw things blow up on Facebook, of course, and uh, a whole lot of things. First of all, um, Metallica apparently played with uh, some guy. They did some earth-shattering rendition of one. Okay. Um, I have not heard it yet, but yeah, it was, uh, what's his, Ling Ling? Or, no, wait, that's the panda. Some piano guy. Fuck, that sounded yeah. really racist now. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was Chong uh, Chao Jing. On, no, on... <laughs> God. I, I seriously don't know the guy's name. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, it was something like that. It was, uh, he, yeah, they played one. Um, my wife watched it and she said it was awesome, but I don't know if, uh, I, I don't care. You know, I tried to watch it tonight uh, before the show because I was going to say, you know, hey, I watched it and yeah, it was cool or no, it was not so cool or, I, you know, I was going to talk about it. But every link on YouTube has been taken down and the little message that is up there is the Grammys have claimed copyright to this clip so we can't show it. So uh, all the major metal news sites out there 
have said, hey, watch this video, Metallica plays one. It was great with this this other guy here. It was so earth shattering. The greatest thing you're gonna ever hear. And and uh, you know, just a couple days into it, and they've all been taken down. So uh, apparently that was great. Not that I really cared. You know, it was sort of like again, so many people were talking about it, and yeah, they're playing with this guy and. Uh, you know, I, I was just going to listen to it and, and comment, but now it's unavailable and it's off my radar and I I don't care, Metallica. Yeah, um, sorry. Because uh, they, they even played, uh, well, I mean, one. It's like, dude, you guys are just going to play the same old thing forever. It's just like the Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to play the same old Who songs forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and speaking of the Grammys, actually a lot of uh, um, other sort of controversy here because uh, the metal community, I think, and I, I don't know if you've read a lot about this and been aware of this and felt this yourself, Nick, but the metal community in general, I think, felt snubbed, uh, a very uh, ignored, I think, by, uh, by the Grammys, which is not a surprise because it, it's not a huge popular genre you know it's not like right. pop rock or you know adult contemporary crap like that but, yeah uh, i mean it's considered fringe by the mainstream uh I, like they, dude it's just like horror movies and the oscars yeah horror movies yes. are never going to win an oscar metal doesn't even really get treated to the grammys whatever the big name metal band is will win the grammy for hard rock metal or it'll go to somebody like didn't nickelback win that one year <laughs> the hard rock metal award I'm, sure it did. I, I'm not even joking i'm pretty sure that they actually did and um you know the music industry only uh, the grammys are just a celebration of sales yes it is a celebration of your your dedicated consumerism as a wage slave doing your part it, it's not about actual technique it's not about uh, even fan base at all. Yeah, it's you not know? even really about fan base. It's no. about whatever they fucking, uh, yeah. whatever is selling. And yeah, okay, Daft Punk made a lot of money. They made better music, in my opinion, back in like the 90s. Not that I'm even a big Daft Punk fan, but I've been, uh, not that I'm a Daft Punk fan at all, but I've been aware of Daft Punk for a long time. And I think, uh, I, I mean, if you think about like, you know, they're, uh, Daft Punk, it, it's just like, their stuff is the sweetest candy pop music that is being made these days. I have a keyboard. It, I can make a lot of those songs too. You know, <laughs> right? I stay and up I mean, all night to get lucky. You know, is that uh, isn't that yes, one of their that songs? Yes, uh, that is the big song of the Grammys this year, and it's like uh, uh, it's yeah. just a catchy song, you know. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. We're uh, in the that, wrong business, all... Nick. Where I mean, we could do this. We could make millions, man. This is not hard. Come on, right. we're, we've we're heard it. The, I think we're in the wrong dimension. <laughs> that someplace out there, there's another world that's got to be better than this. Of all the alternate universes that we've been, exactly. you know, put into, we've been, you know, plunged into the pop rock sort of electronica stream of the universe, and it's horrible, horrible, Dude, horrible. Also, here. the other uh, controversy about the Grammys. The only thing else I know about it is that Trent Reznor was really pissed off because he was playing. Um, as some sort of uh, part of some sort of uh, super group. Oh yeah, with Queens of the Stone Age, with Dave Grohl, uh, and, a lot uh, of other things, and they had the honor of working on this collaboration for a long time. 
and part of their song being played over the credits and then the rest of their song being cut off. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's the respect that they give to somebody. And I'm sorry, Trent Reznor is deserving of huge, huge respect in the musical community, you know, across so many genres. Right. And I think of I all mean, time. I mean, he's been a huge influence for decades. And he just sort of gets played over the credits and not even his whole effort. Um, not to mention Dave Grohl and Queens of the Stone Age, like I said. Um, huge disrespect. I love. <laughs> Did you read the tweet that Trent issued after that? Yes. Night? I love um, it. I forgot what it was exactly, but I know I have it was it right a here on my screen. Yeah, yeah oh, yes. right here on my screen. Music's biggest night to be disrespected. A heartfelt fuck you, guys. So that's, uh, you know, and I agree. Thank you, Trent. I mean, he's he's right on. And uh, don't get me wrong. You know, Trent's does some, you know, he, he's done some things here and there. And I haven't been a big fan of him throughout the decades and all the years, everything. But uh, I respect him as an artist. and I'm a big fan of a lot of what he does. And, and thank you, Trent, for uh, really sticking to, to what you're about. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even understand the association with the Grammys. But yeah, man, I, I, the guy won an Oscar for his scores. And and they're yeah. beautiful, atmospheric, and um, just sort of um, ambient music that is wonderful. Like, you know, I mean, granted, it's not heavy like his old stuff was. Uh, even his new Nine Inch Nails stuff isn't really that heavy. But I think that the ambient stuff and, and the stuff that he's done with uh, Atticus Ross... Uh, you, you know, like the Social Network soundtrack right. and uh, the soundtrack to the girl with the dragon tattoo. It's wonderful. To ju- his his ghost um, four disc album, hmm. uh, not not the other ghost. This is Trent Reznor's ghost. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Nine Snails. The one ghost. I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, dude. I I put that on sometimes and I just listen to it forever. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, it's wonderful, man. And. Um, I, I he's one of those fucking people who's like a musical genius, just able to like yeah. If he had a keyboard, your keyboard. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, right. It's you can't even joke about writing songs like he does. Exactly, and that's it. I mean, he has it all. I mean, he's not only a great performer, songwriter, and he can do he can do wonderful things. He can produce whatever he wants, and uh, on on a producer level, you know, one of those guys that uh, is sort of on the, you know, sort of backstage and sort of um, does the magic behind the curtains, you know, for things. That's what Trent, I think, really excels in, Um, you know, and and most people only know him for uh, his stage show, for the videos and for Nine Inch Nails stuff that is very pop culture. But I think he is far more powerful um, sort of behind the scenes and producing and uh, doing all these all these projects here that are are just really really brilliant, and um, right. I mean, I, I love his um, band with his wife. Uh, uh, how How to Destroy Angels? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I fucking love them, man. That is a uh, oh, wow. goddamn. And, and again, it's sort of like I mean, how would you even describe them? They're more like um, oh, they're. Uh, sort of again like sort of ambient uh electronic uh, uh, yeah it's a much it's not as heavy it's like uh, i don't even know what you like you could call it alternative rock if you wanted to um experimental uh electronica and they bounce back and forth between yeah. a lot of things yeah it's 
I almost want to, like, in terms of Nine Inch Nails, sort of a, I don't know, a disorganized, like, looser Nine Inch Nails and not so heavy right. and sort of, like... I, I, I would compare it more to, like, something like Pussifer, like, really, yeah, really yeah, experimental. Like Sonic metal. Youth. You know, it's almost nine, right. inch, nine Inch Nails if, like, you know, they had Sonic Youth kind of come in and and do their take on I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's, um, um, wow. Wow. But uh, I did bring up the list of, uh, just to show you how out of touch the Grammys are, um, <laughs> oh, here we go. the last 10 years of uh, Grammy winners. Now, I said it's just about sales and name recognition, and that holds true straight to the metal ones. Uh, of course, Black Sabbath, God is Dead won this year, which, like, you couldn't name a better <laughs> metal song than God is Dead that came out this year. Come on. But, uh, and, and they beat... Uh, here's who they beat. Uh, Vol Beats, Room 24, which is a pretty cool song. Uh, Anthrax, TNT, Dream Theater, The Enemy Inside, and Kill Switch Engage in due time. Um, so, okay. That's Popularity contest. Let, let me just read you the winners. from. The, I'm just going to name the bands. I'm not going to go through everything. But uh, previously, it was won by... Uh, apparently they didn't even give it out in 2012. What well, well, this year it was a merged category because they merged oh. hard, hard rock and heavy metal into one category this year. Whatever. So there was a hard I, rock yeah. and heavy metal. Yeah, so it, it, rock yeah. is dead. It's horrible. Um, once again, the Who were right, uh, except they were 30 years ahead of their time at yeah. declaring that rock is dead. But, um, okay, so Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Metallica, Slayer, Slayer, Slipknot, Motorhead, Metallica, and Korn are the last 10 winners of wow. this grant. Was that 10? 1, 2, 3, Oh, and Tool. Hey, so, wow. There's one cool band in there. Right. Oh, wow. And and, um, and even that. They oh, won even Motorhead. I, I, so, yeah, Motorhead's whatever. cool. So, um, um, wow. Wow. Well, yeah, it's, it's a big industry popularity contest is what it is right. you know and who's the biggest you know of course you're gonna pick black sabbath why because it's ozzy why do you pick ozzy because of sharon that's it that's it i mean sharon is like pop culture huge right now who's her husband ozzy so right now you don't talk anything bad about ozzy you don't get into ozzy even though he is absolutely oblivious decades upon decades of heavy heavy drinking and drugs have rendered him absolutely retarded absolutely retarded and i'm sorry he has no clue even on the stage he has no clue and yeah he can still go into the studio with these former black sabbath guys and make albums and apparently please people but i'm sorry ozzy is irrelevant right now totally irrelevant and he doesn't even know he doesn't even know what he's doing i guarantee you he doesn't know and the only reason why he might is because of Sharon and maybe his kids, who have, I think, hopefully, apparently, as far as I know, learned from their father's mistakes and Probably the not. state that their father is in. I, I don't know. But what I've seen of Jack and uh, what's-her-name, the, the daughter, they are at least trying to be, you know, well-adjusted, sort of normal citizens here and uh, members of society. But uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Ozzy... Ozzy just left us all and said, you know, goodbye, goodbye, everyone, you know, back in like 1984 or something. I mean, he, he, he's gone. And right now, I mean, it, it's totally, it's not him. I think it's totally Sharon and the rest of the family. And because Ozzy has this legacy, 
that's why he's he's sort of you know got this great thing with Black Sabbath and he's got a name with it and so the Osborne thing draws uh popularity draws the dollars and that's why it is but Ozzy on his own if he had no Sharon he had no kids out there doing this whole media thing around him um he'd just be this I think this metal retard you know that's uh out well, there and yeah. sort of a sad sad story you know um he sorry for the rant i i, I went off it's there. okay yeah. uh i don't think ozzy has had anything good for a long time um i mean i think you know his last the last couple of albums that he did that were good were like down to earth and osmosis and i think that they're um generally oh, wow. under underrated in, in a lot of respects uh, did you just uh wretch at that i was gonna say no more tears Oh, okay. That's even uh, ten years before those. But I think that those are generally unrelated, <laughs> uh, underrated, because um, I still sometimes like to throw those on just for the fuck of it. But oh, wow. the, even those are thirteen and seventeen years old, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, even more now, I think. But whatever, man. I mean, that is a long fucking time ago. Because his last stuff has been is been. It is so. Uh, it, it leaves such a bitter taste in my mouth because it's just so filthy and commercial, yeah. you know? And, and, like, even what I heard of the new Black Sabbath album, I mean, I, I, I never even put it in my Spotify or anything. I like Sabbath way more than I ever liked Ozzy. And um, it's just, like, it, it feels so manufactured. Like yeah. someone sat down in a studio and said, let's make a Black Sabbath album. And they did. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They crafted it. And I, I'm not trying to put down what they once did at all because I love what they once did. But I just don't care. Like there's a time and a place, man. In the zeitgeist yes. of of music, there's a time and a place for something like Sabbath. And you can't go and just rewrite the same thing you know what i mean right right and i'm a total sabbath fan of their very very early days like late 60s 70s all of that stuff um but uh you know what you've said actually i think is uh, a really important point to make you know when you listen to an album you know say you listen to a sabbath album or uh, anything aussie put out uh, sort of solo I think it's very important to remember the year that it's put out. And uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Mike Miller, if you happen to be listening, Mike, um, uh, he uh, once told me something. He's like, man, every time that uh, I listen to an album, I make sure that I put it in and that I make sure that I know what year this album came out and that I really know what was going on around that year because that is going to affect how... I view this album and whether or not I actually like this album. Because if you put in, say, a Sabbath album, say you put in uh, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll, and you have no idea, no idea when it came out, and you're just like, this is an album, I'm going to listen to it right now in 2014, you might be sort of over or underwhelmed by it. you know. But if you know that We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll was 1970-whatever, and then you sort of understand what was happening in music around that time, you know, you know what the culture was, then, wow, wow, this was actually really, really great music for that point in time. And man, man, they, you know, nobody ever sort of played this sort of thing back then. And they were sort right. of snubbing their noses. They were sort of saying something about what was going on here. So 
you know, that, I think that's really important. And for, you know, to me, you know, for Black Sabbath to be putting out anything now, you know, knowing where they came from and what they're all about and sort of seeing their whole, you know, weirdness through the 80s and 90s and, and whatever, you know, it's just, again, the same as Ozzy, it's irrelevant now. And it's, it's, a, it's a cash cow and they have nothing to say. You know, and that's the thing. That's the important thing about Black Sabbath. They had something to say when they were young and, and, and first up and coming. But now, do they have anything to say? And um, I think that's, that's really important to know when, when this came out. But, uh, yeah, but, I, I, you know, it, it's, just, um, it, it's just silly to me. Like, and, and, I mean, I like Sabbath, and I've seen them live several times, and they've been awesome live. Um, even despite Ozzy's uh, jumping jacks and such yeah. that he that he does on stage, that it, you know he's he's like uh, my embar- he he's everybody's embarrassing metal grandpa, right? It's like <laughs> your drunk uncle at your wedding. You sure, know? it's like, uh, <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's fun to go and you know be like, oh, Ozzy, but Jesus Christ, it's it, you know I just don't care, and I I feel bad in some respects because it's like god damn it there's a new black sabbath album shouldn't i go listen to it and i just i can't do it and Mm. i haven't been able to and it's been out for almost a year now right six or seven months maybe almost a year and i i just can't bring myself to care about it somebody let me know is the new sabbath album actually good or is it just kind of meh and i hate the word meh (laughs) especially when i see it typed on you know on facebook I don't know, dude. Um, you know, and I, I also brought up. Um, <laughs> this is funny because you're talking so much about how when a song was recorded, maybe it really meant something. Blah blah blah. Uh, the 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 rock category. Okay, I won't give you the whole ten years rundown on the rock songs, um, but the rock <laughs> song category. Uh, what is this? Best rock album at the Grammys. Okay, Led Zeppelin Celebration Day. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Well, uh, like, that's right, only three so, decades old. Uh, for, it's actually seven years old. Apparently, they played a reunion show. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was two thousand seven. And wow. this is the recording of a of from two thousand seven of thirty year old songs. Of thirty year old songs. Oh, okay. So it's a yeah. seven year old recording of thirty year old songs, and it won the best rock album grant. Like right. they were just like, well. I guess we have to give it to Led Zeppelin because we like all that music. We can't I've heard give of Led Zeppelin band. before. Yes. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that's the reason. I read an article about this, and it was actually, I don't know if it was on, uh, I love the site Metal Sucks because they're so, um, I don't know, very uh, <laughs> very pointed about what they say about uh, metal, but it was, it was something like, uh, you know, talking about the Grammys, and they're like, oh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, we've heard of them before. Let's give them the award. Okay. You know, and I think, um, what was the other category that, uh, it was Paul McCartney with Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, you know, the bassist from Nirvana. Mm-hmm. They all did that uh, whole collaboration for the... The uh, Sandy... Uh, yeah, Sandy whatever, and they concert. got some award. And again, they were just like, hey, Paul McCartney, he's a big name. Hey, he gets exactly. the award. He gets the award this year. Like, you know? dude, here's, here's the <laughs> rock bands. Tell me if these are the rock bands that the kids are all listening to, Okay. Here's who here's who they were up against. Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, 
which I guess it's rock and metal. I don't know. Uh, David Bowie. The Kings of Leon, all right, their new band. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, that's that's at least a cool band, a good band. Yeah. Probably the producing the best work out of these, the best work at this point in time of these bands that are listed. And um, the other band that they beat out was Neil Young with Crazy Horse. Wow. Like, oh dude, are there no other rock bands? <laughs> Fuck the Grammys. The Grammys are the most <laughs> irrelevant piece of shit. Uh, I swear, like... Wow. Why do people care so much about it, though? That's what bothers me is like, oh, man, I, I work in a fucking office and the people there were like, oh, did you see the Grammys? Did you could you believe that guy's big hat? Uh, could, <laughs> what about this band? Did you see uh, Pink sing? And like, dude, why? What do people care about like a useless spectacle like the Grammys for? It's so hyped up. It's on network TV. They're all talking about it for months and months ahead of time. It's a huge thing. And so for people who are just all about just watching TV and just paying attention to what the major networks are saying, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. This is a huge thing. But I think to people like you and me who actually appreciate good music and actually dig deeper than this, you know, we're just like, what is going on here? You know, it's right, ridiculous. Man. And this is a total, it's, it's just a total, very superficial sort of pop culture, sort of masturbation show. You know, that's what it is. You know, who's made us the most money this year? Let's give them a, a, a trophy and make them feel right. special. And, and hopefully they'll go off and take this trophy and make us more money this year. And then we'll give them another trophy next year. You know, that's right. what it is. And uh, it's, it's just silly. It's goofy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, guys, thanks for still being the bands that are selling all the CDs down at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and these are all the bands that, uh, you know, the record companies did not lose money on this year because of advances or, or something like that. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, ticket sales or uh, how bands actually did uh, on tour or, uh, you know, building a fan base. Right, uh, and is... it, well, I, I think actually uh, Black Sabbath, I read an article on Metal Injection that they made, like, more money than all the oh other metal God. bands combined. Yeah, they were huge. I saw that whole, I, I, there was a whole list up there, I think, of uh, bands, just not metal bands, but bands um, just, you know, sort of going from, uh, you know, I don't know, one to ten or whatever, you know, the bands that made the most money um, this year. And, uh, yeah, metal bands were way down there. Um, so... Yeah, we're not a hugely popular category, and which is why metal was merged with hard rock this year, and we're mainly snubbed by pop culture because I don't know, I don't know. It's it's not what the kids are are spending their parents' money on, or something. I don't know. They want to see uh, Molly Cyrus. I did say yeah. Molly. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know, dude. It's um, but, you know, uh, it, there's a crack.com article that uh it, it was about misremembering the past or viewing things too nostalgically and uh you know, people always say, "Oh, the music was so much better back in the day." And part of that just like is completely untrue because like the the number one song of 1969 the year that's like the summer of love and the the year that changed america and all that right and uh there are so many songs that came out that year like rolling stones give me shelter and um 
I think Fortunate Son from Creedence Clear, Clearwater yeah. Revival came out then. All these things that came out in 1969, and the number one song at the time on the Billboard charts charts was uh, Sugar Sugar or whatever. <laughs> sugar Sugar da 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 da. 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 Yes. <laughs> That was the uh, number one song. Nice. So it's been like this forever. The yeah. the cheesy, sweet pop stuff always rises to the fucking top. But then later on, people remember Gimme Shelter. And that's what ends up in all the movies and stuff, you know? And uh, yeah. I, I wonder about that from our time, too. Like, looking back on things. Even, like, with the 90s. I mean, th- there are a lot of people who... Um, still say that like a lot of the music, a lot of the grunge in the '90s was terrible and all that. But I wonder about like what will be remembered from our time period when they when they remake Forrest Gump in a 20 years. Uh, what music from our childhood and our uh, teen years will they they throw in it? Oh my God, that's a whole I think separate episode or series of yeah, shows right? that we could do, man. Ah, man, because I I was just about to go off on on something there, but I I think that is way beyond the scope of what we're talking about man and uh wow wow <laughs> man we're in some weird times dude uh <laughs> some things you know even down to i think metallica what did james say this is another uh news story here because they lost oh metallica you know their um what was it yeah. their orion um the orion fest the Orion Music Festival. Oh, it's uh, been such a financial disaster for Metallica. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Oh, my God. Oh, and now, Through now, the Never the peop- made no money whatsoever. Right. There's that. Yeah. Uh, but but for the people who don't know what the Orion Fest was, it was not... You, If you're not familiar with it, you're like, they had a festival? It must have been the most metal of all festivals. It actually wasn't, and that's kind of why it failed. The first one was actually up here. I think it was in Atlantic City. Um, and um, the, the, it was uh, Metallica and a million bands you couldn't give. The, the <laughs> second most interesting band on the show was Venge Sevenfold, and they were the only other metal band, I think. Maybe The Sword also played. Uh, w- which would make them the second most interesting bit. Well, oh, wow, yeah. That'd make the sword. That'd be cool. The sword would be the most interesting band on that show. Yeah. But uh, everybody <laughs> else who played was like, I think Kings of Leon and the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. And a bunch of other bands that were just not fucking metal. And also it had a pretentious art fest um, attached to it that was like, I don't know what they were going for. Yeah. Um, but, you know... It um I mean it didn't appeal to metal fans and I guess it didn't really appeal to the regular meatheads who go see Metallica. I think uh, you know Metallica was in this whole vein of um, at that time whenever they they were forming this whole uh, sort of idea they were collaborating with Lou Reed on that oh, album yeah, that and so they're probably thinking this is all really really great stuff. So uh, wow, oh, <laughs> yeah. <know>? Uh, <laughs> You know, I have the uh, I have the list of some of the bands who played with them. Um, oh no, Modest Mouse. Uh, oh my God, are you serious? I love Modest Mouse, and not for any reasons that apply to this podcast. But Modest Mouse is one of my favorite bands, and uh, I'm actually let's... saddened to hear that they're part of this. I had no idea. Uh, the oh. Gaslight Anthem, New Jersey Zone. Um, uh. Somebody I went to high school, I think, is actually in that band, but I don't really know about it. Nice. Uh, Baroness, who are actually a good band. Um, oh, oh, Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost oh. Rat. Oh, 
Uh, and you know what? I'm sorry. Also, um, Volbeat played that show. So they yeah, probably on like my... the second or third stage, though. I mean, yeah, they were on the second stage. Uh. Um, let's see. Cage the Elephant played the Arctic Monkeys uh, fucked up. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, Sepultura played, but they were on like fourth, fourth or fifth stage. That's even fake Sepultura now. I mean, that's that doesn't even count. <laughs> oh, Black Dahlia Murder. They're an actual. Oh, wow. Band. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, most of the bands are people you never fucking heard of. Or, okay, like, apparently Jim Brewer had a comedy set at it. <laughs> I would have gone to see that. I would have gone to see Rock, that. Rocky Erickson. Um, that's, that's not. No way. <laughs> so, that's cool. I would have gone to that show. I would have gone to see Jim Brewer. Well, I would have gone I, to see I, Rocky Erickson. I remember Erickson. it being, like, yeah. ridiculously expensive, too, like 150 oh, bucks sure. or something. Yeah, I'm sure. And, I mean, but that's this was a, was this a weekend or just, like, a one, one I day? I think it was a couple of days, two right. days. Yeah. Well, if it's a weekend, I can camp out, and maybe, maybe I'll hear Metallica, maybe some Volbeat. Then I get to go over to this weird stage and see Jim Brewer. You know, when I go to these shows, you know, on these excursion kind of shows where you're there for a whole weekend you know a series of days basically you're going there to like camp out and get fucked up and maybe hear some music yeah i mean that's pretty much it right i mean you're, you're, there are some bands you hope to hear you know some of but it's basically right. you camp out and you drink a whole lot and just you see what happens but when you think that you could go to the Mayhem Fest and pay half as much and see hey, well, like true. a dedicated yeah. list of metal bands, I'm trying I'd to much justify this this whole thing. So, well, yeah. they no, they certainly could not, and financially, it was a disaster. In the words of James Head, I feel like we just made this podcast to rip on Metallica every week, but or every time that we record. But uh, that's our trademark. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we hate Metallica. We don't even hate Metallica. I still enjoy their music. But I do too. Yeah. I think that it's just that uh, they're an easy I, target, man. Right. They really are. They really are. So <laughs> we're shooting fish at a barrel once again. But I think that the comparison um, to Phil Anselmo that I've made again and again since you talked to him in an interview, yeah, we interviewed him. Go back and listen to it. Um, you know, he is playing what he wants to play uh, and doing whatever. He's not still out there playing the same old Pantera songs. And if he was, we'd still fucking like him. But that's not the point. The thing mm. is, he's not out there, um, you know, doing, um, it's not a doing the same old thing. shit. Yeah. Right. It's not he's, he's going out and, like, making new stuff. And you know what? If Metallica wanted to go out and make Lou Reed albums, fine. They should go do it. But you know what? Take a hiatus. Go your separate ways and write whatever you want. And then if you want to make more Metallica, maybe you shouldn't. Because look how much Sabbath just has that sort of commercial Sabbath sound. The When the magic is gone, it's gone. But you know what? Maybe they can make a follow-up to Death Magnetic. That's cool. Maybe they can. But guess what? When they play like the Super Bowl halftime show someday... They're going to play all the same old hits. We're going to hear Enter yes. Sandman and Master of Puppets and all that. Did they play the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think I don't think they did. Um, I don't I don't actually care. Uh, the, the point is yeah. they're the they're the only metal band that's uh, uh, mainstream friendly enough to maybe one day play it. Uh, you know and, what I loved about uh, the Super Bowl this year is uh, the whole petition that went around. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but there was a huge petition going around that Guar should play <laughs> the uh, the halftime show, and it, right. it was it was huge. It was actually right. really big. Yeah, uh, Guar and Guar. What, what did they say? Um, they said like Guar said something ridiculous in response. Oh, the only like, way that they would be at the Super Bowl was if they were actually one of the teams, and it was Guar versus one of the, the NFL teams or something. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which would actually be Which, actually more entertaining than me seeing them perform. Right. You ever play Mutant League hockey back on Sega Genesis? <laughs> Mutant League football? That's Guar versus the Broncos. Uh, you think you've seen blood at Guar concerts. You haven't seen blood <laughs> until Guar has played at the Super Bowl against right. an NFL team. Oh, my God, dude. So I, I think that that's everything I had to talk about. Did you want to bring anything else up before oh, we wrap up today? Oh, my God. Oh. It's been uh, so brilliant here. I don't think so. Other than, um, oh, no, there is one thing, and I think it's to sort of clear the air about uh, a band that I love and we've talked about before. And, Nick, I know you, you weren't so much a, uh, a fan of. But um, in Anthrax news, Danny Spitz, Dan Spitz, uh, who is uh, the, one of the original lead guitarists, of Anthrax, he's been involved in uh, a lot of controversy uh, because he claims, um, in the past several years, to be a born again Christian. But um, unfortunately, uh, he was supposedly arrested or uh, detained or something. There were some calls against him uh, on, I think, New Year's about some uh, abuse charges against his wife, some domestic things, and. Uh, that has all been debunked. Um, it was actually a big misunderstanding. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is I love Dan Spitz. I love what he brought to Anthrax. And I sort of love his legacy. And I hate to see it it, 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 it tarnished by, like, personal things like this. So uh, Dan Spitz, uh, you know, it's all been, uh, you know, a big misunderstanding. And uh, little, little Danny Spitz, he's actually, he's very small in stature. Uh, compared to all the other Anthrax members, but uh, I love what he brought to it. I love his soloing, and uh, cheers. Cheers, Dan Spitz. Uh, you've been cleared, and uh, his wife of uh, many years now has uh, said the same. You know, this is a big misunderstanding that uh, there was actually no sort of abuse, no violence going on here. It was just a big thing that uh, was blown out of proportion. So, mm -hmm. um I'd just like to clear the air about this because uh, I really like this guy and Anthrax. And uh, I know, Nick, you're over there just like, I don't give a shit. Let's uh, get on <laughs> well, to the I'm next glad, one. Well, I'm glad you stood up for the guy. Hmm. Yeah. So thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> because I tower over him by like a good two feet. Oh, know? really? Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's a little man. He's, he's a good, I think he uh, measures up at about uh, four foot eight, you know, if he's on his tiptoes. Mm -hmm. Little guy, little guy, but plays a mean guitar. Mean, mean guitar. Well, there's that. Yes. Uh, so, oh, man, we could go on for hours, I think, just coming up with things to talk about. Um, but, Nick, this has been uh, actually, I think, a really fun show, and maybe we should do more of these in the future. Let's, uh, you know, just call up some random shows and talk about uh, what's going on in metal, what we've been listening to, because it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, right. I mean, hopefully we can uh, work this out. With Mike. With Mike. With when Mike. When he gets back from Vegas. Oh. And I hope Mike has won a lot of money in Vegas, and he's bringing that all back and and uh, going to invest this into uh, Devil Horns. Right. He could fund the show. 
Yes. So we don't. Mike, we don't even need a Kickstarter. Right. Right. So uh, not that Mike, we're having one. Oh well, maybe if Mike doesn't pull through here, and uh, Mike, we're counting on you to win some big money in Vegas, and uh, to fund us to the big time here on the Devil Horns. But uh, here we are. At the end of the show, I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, let us know what you think. We've raised a lot of great questions, and I think some controversy here. <laughs> you know, some uh, oh, some fun things that I think the fans may be in, like itching to uh, respond to, and uh, please do so. Go to devilhorns.org. Um, it's very easy. It's right up there on the website how you can respond to us, and uh, we'll uh, do everything we can to get back right. to you. And, and you can find us on Twitter at Devil Horns Cast. And um, I mean, if you want a quick answer, we'll we'll get right back to you. Rock and if roll. We We're on Facebook too, aren't we? Somewhere. Yes, you should be following us on Facebook. And you know, even if you could do one of the following: follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and or give us an iTunes review. Because ah, I don't think we have many yet. We have so zero. Exactly if you could do zero. We do. Uh, I'll make sure to give myself one shortly then. But yes, please do one of those three things if you like hearing us, because we want to do more. Yes, yes. And the more you say, the cooler stuff that we can bring you. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, Nick, it's been awesome as always, my friend. And uh, we'll hopefully have Mike again next time. And so you guys will have your fill of the full Devil Warrings experience. But, uh, you know, I'm Corey. And there's Nick. Thank you again Howdy. for listening. And, and good day. Uh, all right. Good night. See you. You've been listening to Devil Horns. Join us at devilhorns.org. Take me from here